right, everybody, how are you doing? Thank you for coming back. This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Thomas Show. And in this episode, I chat with 10-year comedy vet, a.k.a. an official comedy OG now, actress, writer, and podcast host, Latisse Klapa. We talk about her comedy beginnings and her uncanny ability to be in 700 places at once. That's kind of weird what I just said, right? You're probably going, what are you talking about? No one could be in 700 places at once. Well, she can. And if you don't believe me, listen to this episode. And after you listen to this episode, you're going to think you probably should have said 900 places. Are you ready? Of course you are. Let's do it. All right. We are now recording. Okay. My guest is here. And as always, I like to have people on I find interesting. Incredible, awesome, and it'll take my phone calls. <laughs> okay, my guest today is uh, Latisse Klapa. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. This is just a, this is an interesting thing because I, I we follow each other on Facebook. Yeah, a while ago. Yeah, and, and, you know, and then I was. Stalking you on Instagram, yeah. Yeah, well, the, see, what happened was I, I asked you to be a guest on the show right after the restraining order stopped. So <laughs> we can Is that how that works? We, we, can, we, we can talk freely now. <laughs> yes. It's really, it's really. And we're, Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just about to say, and we're we're good amount of feet away from each other. <laughs> indeed, indeed. That's one of the you know what? You know what I saw. I saw on. Uh, I saw. Well, first of all, I want to congratulate you because I saw online. Because uh, as I said, as everyone sh- should know, we do follow each other on social media. Ten yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Weird. Yeah. I just said ten years. January fourteenth. Ten years in the game. You do realize <laughs> that you have achieved official comedy OG status. It's kind of like it's kind of like if you're on if you're on a uh, YouTube and you have a hundred thousand subscribers and they give you that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. Special, special place. Okay, special I like that. Now, let me. What I want to ask you this because when I have people on the show, one of the reasons I wanted to do this show is because one of the things I like to do as a comic myself, one of the things I enjoyed the most was actually hanging out with comics talking to comics and getting to know comics that I was going to be working with and that I was that I'm going to be around. You and I started in roughly the same area. Um I'm originally yeah. a Philly comic and you're from South Jersey. Yeah. And now you know what the funny here's the arrogance of us uh, in the Philadelphia area back when I started <laughs> in the 80s. Anybody oh, wow. who was anybody who was within the viewing range of uh, uh Channel 6 ABC? Yeah. You're a Philly comic. That's right. <laughs> that's the rule. That's how we were. I can dig it. I can dig it. I can dig it. That's how we were back then. Okay. <laughs> now, what I want right. to when, when you you've been doing this ten years now, and what what do we people know that after you've been doing it ten years, obviously it's it's serious. It's what you're supposed to be doing. It's your job. Yeah. It's your career. But one of the things I always found fascinating was what made a person decide to do it. I love origin stories. They always uh-huh. fascinate me. And I want to know why. (laughs) Why and how. Yeah, I have a pretty 
interesting story, I think. Um, I kind of, I fell into it by accident, to be honest. Um, uh, let me see. So 2008, uh, December of 2008, I went to actually see a friend of mine that I went to high school with, and she was performing at the Comedy Stop in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And after the show, um, a, a com- comedian that I know you know, Coleman Green, mm-hmm. he was there supporting her. And um, we were all just hanging out after the show talking. And all of a sudden he says, you know, you're pretty funny. You should get on stage. And I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and uh, he was like, no, I'm serious. We're going to take you to an open mic. You know, you sign up. And you do five minutes, and I'm like, he's talking to me like I knew what he was talking. I was like, I don't even know what you're, what you mean. What do you mean? I'm just gonna get up and do five minutes. What does that mean? <laughs> he's like, Yeah, you're gonna start writing, you know, material. I'm like, Huh? So I said, Okay. Um, now the little backstory about me is like I've always been the funny, crazy friend. Like in sixth grade, I was, I was. Um, Clown, the girl class clown, and it stuck forever. And um, so I've always just been crazy. Like I liked funny, I, but I never thought that I could get on stage. Anyway, fast forward a month goes by, and you know all those crazy thoughts that usually like pop in your head, and then they go out. I started writing this stuff down, and by January I had material and. It just so happened January 14th, they took me right to the Comedy Cabaret in Northeast Philly, mm-hmm. and Pat O'Donnell was hosting, and I knew no one except them, and like some of the people that I worked with at my office at the time, I was in real estate, my my manager came, and a couple real estate agents came to support me. It was a pretty full room, and I got up. And I could not believe people were laughing at stuff I wrote. I was like, this is crazy. And I fell in love with it. So I kept going back. So every Wednesday I would go sign up and I'm meeting everybody, you know, hanging out. And the, the, um, the comedian that, um, I went to go see at the comedy stop, she says she got an email from the owner. I know you know Star Patty. And, he had emailed her, I guess he heard about me, and was like, would the team be interested in doing a guest spot in Doylestown, which is his bigger club? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't know what a guest spot was, so I was like, uh, yeah. Like, so um, it was an exact month. Okay, so January 14th, I did my first mic, and then I did my first live show. It was sold out in Doylestown. Um, on Valentine's night, uh, February 14th, 2009, and I never looked back. It was the most amazing thing ever, and that's how I got started. That is, you know, that's a really, that's a, that's a cool story because, you know, it's like everything lined up. It was almost like the world was going, yeah. listen, pick the damn mic up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're right. Like, yeah, everything just like, like how, you know, just to meet Coleman. And then, so he was like my mentor for years. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to meet um, so many comedians. But then Keith Purnell, really good um, mentor to me too, because not only like does he headline, but he book shows. So he would hire me for 
different shows that I would, you know, host or that I started to feature. And yeah, and I absolutely love it. I said, and I always say, like, that is my high. Like, comedy is my drug of choice, to be honest. I It's the best feeling in the entire world to me. Yeah, the cool see, the cool thing about starting in this area though is this is like because I'm a I'm a comic from this area also. This is like our briar patch in comedy. You know, okay. People, what I mean by that is if you can work successfully in Philadelphia and South Jersey, when you go other places, it's easier. Yeah, I agree. Because totally here, <laughs> I, I I started doing comedy at 17. Wow! So, so you got I, a jump start on it. That's fantastic. And uh, I, I tell you this, <laughs> just like I learned, Philadelphia audiences, uh, and I love them because I'm a Philadelphian. But it's like, essentially, you got about seven seconds. Yeah, exactly. You gotta be funny, <laughs> or they're gonna kill you. They will kill you. <laughs> and I always thought that was cool. I, I just, I just, and I didn't know that. That I thought that's what the way it was everywhere. You know, so I, I go up to New York and they're sitting there patiently waiting. I'm like, what the hell is? That's <laughs> like, okay, it was like it was like going to a. It's like when you watch a theater show where they'll sit there and watch things develop. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like let's let, let's see where this is going. I like them. I like them. <laughs> yeah, he seems <laughs> nice. I'm gonna nice. sit back and not throw something. Right. 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 <laughs> Not throw something, yes. Oh my god. So when you when uh this is something that I always found kinda cool though, is is um you're a married woman. I am. And I was married before I got into stand up. Uh oh. Yeah. How did yeah. how did uh, how did that go over? Well, it was fine. Like I said, it, when I first started I was doing real estate, so and then I found comedy, and I was like, I, I really love this. And it got to a point where I said one day, listen, I I want to phase real estate out. I just want to do comedy. And my husband was like, okay. And he, was, he gave me the go-ahead, and I was like, all right. And, like, by May of 09, I started going up to New York. And it was funny because people from my area, like the, our area, mm-hmm. thought it was crazy. Like, well, why are you going up there? I'm like, because there are other comedians, there are other mics up there. I'm meeting people. And I just started networking. And then I started getting on shows up there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hooked up with um, Jeff Lawrence, who now has Laughing Buddha. But I knew him before there was even a Laughing Buddha and so I was doing shows with um, Jamie Roberts out of New York Comedy Club and mm-hmm. Seymour Swan. He had his show there. In fact, he was the first person to ever let me host his show. I hosted the Midnight Show at New York Comedy Club, and that was his thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Yeah, so by like 2010, 2011, yeah, I was heavy. Like I was going back and forth, and I loved it. So, um yeah, I've just been having the best time. You know, it was kind of one. I, I, it's like a, because you've been doing it so long. You have now moved. Obviously, you're in the comedy OG by now. But <laughs> but the thing is, it's it's like there's a there's a there's levels to it when it comes to the your significant other, your spouse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, in in the <laughs> beginning, like when did he stop coming to all the shows? Oh, 
Because I know in the beginning um, it was every show. Good. Well, even in the beginning, like, you know, there were certain shows he would come for, especially, like, I would do bringer shows. So I'm like, yeah, I need you. <laughs> like, I need you and, like, four other people. And then I was like, I don't want to do those anymore. So, but, um, no, I got to a point now where I'm like, I don't need you there. I'd rather you not be there. <laughs> uh, do you get nervous? Um, no, I don't, I'm not nervous that he's there. I, I just, he, to me, and I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but he's like, he sucks the fun out of room sometimes. <laughs> and it, here's the problem with him. Um, and it could go for any comedian that he's seen more than maybe twice. If he knows the material, he doesn't laugh, even though it's so funny because he already heard it. So he's a horrible audience member because I'm like, listen, if you're coming to see me, I don't care how many times you've heard it, you better laugh. Right? <laughs> so he's like, I just, I, I heard it already. I'm like, cool. Then stay home because you're not helping. You're not contributing to the cause. I need you to laugh every time. I need you to be the loudest laugh. How about that? No, he's not that person. So I'm like, listen, it's better if you just stay home. <laughs> he, he probably has a horrible fake laugh. Uh, because <laughs> mine sucks. So <laughs> I've never heard it, so I wouldn't even know you what know? his horrible fake laugh sounds like. He's never tried to do it. Yeah, this this is what I because I, I I lived with a couple of ladies during my during my time, and I knew mm-hmm. that they had moved to uh comedy OG significant other status. Uh, with <laughs> <laughs> because this is some this is this is a hilarious. Uh, one girlfriend I was living with, and she would come to the shows, and I would see other girlfriends and other husbands and wives and all that would come to the show and do what, like what you wanted, laugh, come on, get into it. We had been together for a while, and this is what she did. She 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 lo- usually would look at the schedule and she goes, "Okay, how far is that one?" I would go about an hour. Okay, how much new material are you doing? I go about eight minutes. I'm not driving an hour for no eight minutes. No, <laughs> she are go, you serious? Yeah, she, 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 she goes. She, oh wow! She would go. I am not coming unless you have thirty new minutes. And wow! <laughs> I thought first it was hilarious. Of all, first go, of all, it's not. That's not even how it works. Number one. <laughs> and number two, like just be supportive. Don't be telling me how much new material I should have. That's insane. I thought it was but to me because the thing is I never take I never take by the way I'm not with her anymore but that was that's another story uh, I, I know you are I know you are I didn't need you to tell me that part because I would have been like yo you got to go <laughs> I mean that is that, I just thought it was it's just a weird thing uh, and because I see you like you said you have the, the supportive comedy spouses and they they believe you and they, they support you it just doesn't have, even if they're not there you know you're, you're being supportive even if they're not there yeah so now. You move from the comedy of Latisse Clapper <laughs> to the podcast radio show. Oh yeah! Now, I absolutely love. Oh, do both. What is the di- now? When you when how long have you actually been doing that? The Funny Bits Radio Show. Two years. We're actually two over two and a half years now. We're at like episode. I think we just did episode one eighteen, one nineteen tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, June 2nd is our anniversary and it will be three years this year. Whoa, pre-congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Now, Thank you. Now, you, when you, now that is that got to be a lot of fun too because you get to hang out 
Yeah. With the comedy. It, it'll be the equivalent of, you know, because you have the, uh, the the comedy breakfast. I do. I hope um, keep that going. It's just a once a month thing where, you know, and it's funny how that started. It actually started with um, Julia Scotty and myself uh, because we were like, we like, you know, we have a great community um, around this area mm-hmm. of just comedians, but everyone's doing different shows. You never really get to see anyone. So we were like, we should just like, have a meal, like sit down because there's no pressure. You can hang out. It's good for networking. And everybody's like, yeah, that'll be cool. And that's been going for like five years, actually. I think like we took a dip. It was like a, it was a lull where I think there was a year missing, but we've been doing it a total of five years or so. Well, people, that's the funny thing about it was what people don't, don't know about, about comics is, especially if you, started out within the same year or two is Mm -hmm. you ascend the comedy ladder at roughly the same speed so you're 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 doing showcases and open mic nights and doing spots and then all of a sudden you're all (laughs) emceeing right right and you're all featuring and you're all closing it's it's you know and it's almost it's very it's very similar to uh like as comics even if we don't know each other we're kind of like siblings in a way we kind of grew right. up in the same comedy house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It is. That's such a good analogy. That's true. And we have this... And so you feel, you automatically feel, you know, close to people um, that you started out with and then, yeah, you create this bond for sure. And it's just, it's just really weird you know, you, because uh, back back then what happened was we, I don't know if you do it now. Well, you got, you know, you, yeah, of course you can't do what I'm about to say because you got the family, but at the time, I was in my early twenties, so I didn't have to worry about that crap. But <laughs> but but everybody everybody would do gigs, and there was a bar um, on Second and Market. We would all get to and hang out till four o'clock in the morning. I mean, oh wow! I mean, I mean, uh, it's illegal to do that. So what, what I meant was, we left at two. Um, yeah, and everything's supposed to shut down at two. <laughs> and, and so uh, we we left at two. That's that's what I was right. there, and. Uh, <laughs> And I think that's, and that's a cool thing to have uh, regarding the uh, the breakfast thing to, to get comics together because it's it's great to have the FaceTime because when I was doing it I always thought that one of my favorite things especially when you have your act kind of polished up you know that that unit you want to use right. so you kind of kind of got that perfected and mm-hmm. you did, there, were, there comes a time when it's like you know after you finish your act I, I remember being on stage in the middle of an act. And all I wanted to do was go, I, you know, I wonder if the guys are at the bar right now. <laughs> you know, you know, one brain is performing and the other brain's going, I'm going to hang out with the guys. Yeah. I'm going to try these new bits. Yeah. And see what, <laughs> and I see feel what you. Doing. I feel you on that. I'm definitely the person that likes to hang out. I do. Um, I think it's, it's fun, you know, especially if you're not too far from home. Mm. It, it just makes it a lot more exciting i don't know fun and plus like sometimes after shows uh the audience members they're like yeah we're going here you should come they, and they want you to hang out and they're buying you drinks you're like yeah i love this I, mm-hmm. listen get a free drink for being funny i'm good yeah let's do that let's do that now you've done uh you've done festivals yes i have and you went all you went to, didn't you go to uh, west coast or something like that yeah, um, there was, uh, Hope Flood was doing the Comics Rock Convention out in LA, 
that just ended. We did the last one last April. And, um, but I was going out there. I think I went out there three years in a row, which was so much fun. Um, but I got to go to Vegas for the World Series of Comedy. Um, I got to do Boston for the Women in Comedy Festival. I just got accepted into the, the DC Comedy Festival. So that will be this May. Um, and I'll probably be there like the 11th and the 12th of May. Um, but I think they're running from the 9th to the 13th. And um, so that's exciting. I took a, a little break like a couple years ago from focusing on festivals, and I was just really just digging a lot. And then um, I'm still getting booked a lot, but I there were certain festivals that I chose for this year to try to get in. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, I think it's just fun. It's, it's another way to showcase yourself in an area that you don't normally perform, and you get to meet so many comedians from all around the country. Like, it's really cool. Now, let me ask you this, because I know a lot of people, when they, see, see there, there are people that get into comedy because they love standing on that stage and making drunk people laugh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's, that's the, and then there's people that love to do that, but in addition to that, they want the other thing. And there's always the other thing, you know, I know comics that they want to be big, gigantic, they want to be movie stars. I know people that want to have their own radio programs or their own right. sitcom or, or, or that kind of thing. There's got to yeah. be that other thing that you want. Well, you listed, you listed a we'll be back right after this short break. And now, back to the show. The other things that I would definitely do. Because I, I also act. So, um, like, I, I've done, you know, small productions close to home. Mm-hmm. But I am definitely interested in going out to L.A. and getting into, you know, sick. I want the sitcoms. I do want the movies. Like, yeah, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. And um, that would be something I would definitely, definitely be all for doing. Because yeah, you had some you had some videos on um, uh, Funny or Die. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do sketch comedy, oh, yeah, I was, um, yeah, my, um, the videographer, and he was in, it was a a series called For Starters, Mm -hmm. that we actually, we co-wrote together, and then, um, filmed it, uh, we had so much fun with that, yeah, that was on Funny or Die, it's also on YouTube, and, um, yeah, and I'm still writing. Like I've, I, I have some things that I have written that I really would love to get filmed. I just have to get the crew together. Mm-hmm. It's such a hard process trying to get everyone in the same place at the same time <laughs> um, to get some of these sketches done. It's crazy. It's really, it's it's, it's really weird to get. Yeah, because it, it's like just like just booking for your funny but radio program. Yeah, just that. I know that right. takes up a lot of time. It can, and it's funny because I just said tonight, like, we're going to start bringing in guests again. Uh, we took a little step back from it for a minute. But, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Like, I would book out. So I would book people, like, a good three to four weeks out so that we knew who was coming up and we we promoted accordingly and things like that. So, yeah, it's a whole nother job. <laughs> just... <laughs> doing that and then I have shows that I produce um, in PA and um, that you know trying to book for that is a whole nother thing and 
Yeah, it's a lot. So I'm I produce some shows. I of course I'm getting books for shows. So mm-hmm. it's a, you have to find that balance. But I mean, I love everything about it. I absolutely love everything about it. Cause, yeah, because I mean, literally, like I said, we follow. Every time I go on uh, uh, Instagram, you yeah. are someplace else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, sitting, yeah true. I'm sitting there going does this did this woman have some kind of secret way to uh rip a hole in the space-time continuum right everyone says that my friend just told me last night like i don't know how you do it all and i'm like well i look at my calendar and i'm like this is what i have to do and i just do <laughs> um yeah it's wild but people have been saying that for a long time. And I'm just like, yeah, all right, you know, I'm going to be here. And then next weekend, I'm going to be somewhere else. And I love it. I really do. I even, last weekend, or no, two weekends ago, um, that whole Valentine's week. So Valentine's Day was Thursday. The 15th, I actually had a show Valentine's night. So I worked Valentine's night. I was right in um, Philly. I was in Germantown area. It was so, so much fun. Um, and then Friday I was in Philly at the Platinum Grill and I had gotten sick. I didn't realize how sick I was. Like I felt crappy, but I was like, I'm still going to do Like I knew about these shows for months. So I was like, I'm not canceling. So I get there, I get off stage and I had a fever. By the time I got off stage, I had a fever on Friday night, Saturday, I had to be in Brooklyn, and uh, but before I could leave for Brooklyn, my class that I teach at Fit in in Philly, um, they were having their graduate like their performance show after their six weeks, and so that was four o'clock. So five o'clock comes, and I literally leave right from Philly and drive to Brooklyn. Now I was able to rest a little bit. Like Friday night, I left right after my set. So I was like, I'm going home. I did the Theraflu, did the chicken soup, you know, sweating it all out, all that. Saturday, I got up in the afternoon and was like, all right, I got to do this. And I did it. Drove to Brooklyn, had a phenomenal show. Sunday was actually that comedian's breakfast show on that Sunday, which was the 17th. And, um, and I didn't get home till like seven something. And then I was like, I'm out. So Sunday went to bed and Monday I didn't do anything. And that's what happens. I, I end up catching up on all the stuff that I, like all my rest. I'm like, I'm not leaving the house. And I did. So that's how I do it. Like I sleep for sometimes 10, 12 hours after I rest. It sounds like you sleep 10 or 12 hours a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was hilarious. She goes, you know, I don't really know. At, at five o'clock, I was doing a class, and at six thirty, I was on right. Mars. At seven o'clock, I was on right. Jupiter. Then I came back. I taught a cooking class. I, I fixed the car. I the, you know, it's like it, 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 what, what, what was that old? Uh, yeah. Remember that? Remember that? Uh, that uh, yeah. like old commercial. I can bring on the bacon. Fry it up in the pan. I'm like, good lord, man. You know, and. and right. That that is the funny thing about it is I have this feeling not only will you get a sitcom, you will simultaneously star in five sitcoms. 
<laughs> the I same. really could. I really would. I really would. I promise you. I really would. That is just, it's, just, it's just really cool to hear. It's just cool to talk to somebody who just, you know, it's kind of infectious too. Because it's just somebody that just loves the art form so much they can't get enough of it. Right. You know, and I, and I can hear that from you. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just hilarious. Now, what, what, <laughs> I'm sitting there going, and you have three kids. I do, but my oldest is grown. She's an adult, so it's not even, it's not a thing, but I have, the, the boys uh, are 12 and 4. So, yeah, it, but I'm home, that's the thing, I'm home all day with the little one, mm-hmm. and like, by the time my husband gets home, I'm, I'm ready to leave the house. I'm like, I'm out. Like, bye. <laughs> See y'all later. Do you we, actually like when I tell you we do the tag team? Like, bye. I think. I mean, that is. I, I'm telling you right now. There you go. Yeah. There's your show. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so ready. Um, but yeah, I'm home. I'm home all day. Like you said, I did see that. Yeah. I did see that yeah. you and you you you're showing off with your plank minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm working hard for that best, man. That's crazy. Uh, I just, so I just, I'm working with a trainer, working with a trainer like twice a week and so he's killing me and then I'm at the gym, you know, on the off days. So yeah, I gotta I gotta get this in. So some some days my morning starts at five thirty and then I'm like, okay, I do get a nap sometime during the day. Like, as soon as he lays down, sometimes I will be like, all right, I'm taking it down too. So anytime between like three and five, I'm probably sleeping on any given day. Um, so you- that's how I do it. The funny thing about it is that, you know, uh, people don't realize the effort that it takes to acquire the skill set to do this thing. Do you do you write old school style? I mean, you have to do notepad, the pen, the sit down I at do. the desk, and I write longhand. Yeah, I have my my little composition book, and I I write that way. And then yeah, I, but I don't have like it's weird because I've never been able to be like okay, one o'clock, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna write for an hour. No, I'm not that way at all. In fact, it's the exact opposite. Usually if I'm doing something else, that's when stuff pops in my head and then I'll jot it down or I'll use my voice notes um, on my phone and then I will see how I can work it in to my set. But um, yeah, I, I'm i all over the place with that. Now, as a comedy OG, <laughs> what would you tell, you know, because it's different, it's different doing comedy now, even when I started, when you started 10 years ago, yeah. the world has changed because be back then, it was, oh, I want an HBO special. I ain't getting no damn about an HBO special. You want to be on Netflix now. Right. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And now, when, if someone was to get on, you know, you, you run into somebody, they see your show, Leticia, great, and then 
it's amazing that uh, you're here. I, I actually saw you outside and three blocks away. Somehow you seem to be in different places at the same time, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> uh, I don't know how the hell you did that, but I want to start doing comedy. <laughs> you, you meet someone who's like right now, just starting to do comedy. Uh, they're in Philadelphia or, or South mm-hmm. Jersey. And they're going, okay, I want to start. And you can tell, you can, and you know when somebody is talking to you about comedy when they're just talking. And when someone, right. you can you can look at them and go, this, I think this person's not kidding. This person is really, really interested in right. being a comic. If you had to tell this person what to do to start, what would you tell this neophyte? Yeah. Um, open mic. That's the first thing I tell people. Like, you have to get up on stage. There's no way around it. <laughs> hmm. uh, so that's what I would say. Open mic, and there's an actual website that people can go, and it gives you a list of all open mics in any given city, which is really cool. And um, I would say that's where you start. But on the other side of that, before you get to the open mic, I would say just write about you. Like, people want to know about you, what makes you funny, what is different about you, and how can you make that into jokes. And I just tell people, like, right from their heart, because audiences can feel that. They, they can tell when somebody is being their authentic self or not. And it shows in, in whether or not the laughs come, come out, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't, you can't, BS these audiences anymore. Like you, you can't. You never could. It's like it's like dogs that that sense fear. Like mm-hmm. if you're not, if you're scared, they feel it. If you're if you're not being truthful, they feel it. It's just you have to be you 100. percent And I'm still learning that. Like my my voice has changed so much in the 10 years. And I love it. I'm feeling I'm becoming more of myself on stage, which is helping me a lot. But in the beginning, I, I, I censored myself a lot. And I tell my students now, it's, it's a normal reaction, but don't do that. Like, don't censor yourself. Say what you want to say. Get it out. Uh, and, and, and just be funny. <laughs> That's it. Do you remember your first bomb my first bomb mm-hmm. uh yeah kind of and, and it's a weird it's a funny story <laughs> I was up in I was up in um North Jersey at this place called Mango and I remember G.L. Douglas and Comedian Lord they hosted this spot and it was like I want to say like Jersey City and it was an all black audience mm-hmm. and I literally stood up there and I wasn't, it wasn't like that I was bombing, but I didn't feel sure and comfortable of, my, from, of myself at that point. It was like, it had to have been 2010, uh, barely 2011 at that. And I remember saying to the audience, this is, this is what you never do. I literally said, you guys are making me nervous. <laughs> and they looked at me like, yo, she is crazy. Like, why? Uh, and then I'm still standing up there like, I don't know why I just said that. Anyway, and I tried to go back into my material. It was a hot-ass mess. <laughs> nobody, 
Nobody. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? 25 years from now, 30 years from now, when you've completed your 75th sitcom that you've done simultaneously, <laughs> you yeah. will still remember that oh, bombola. Yeah. The last, I'll never forget it. The last time I bombed I've, was 32 and a half years ago. Oh my God. I mean, I've had, I mean, everybody's had sets that weren't as good as they expect, but I'm talking about like a real bomb. You know, right. even, after you get, bomb. Even, even after you get good, <laughs> you still have bad sets, but I'm talking about one of those sets where, yeah. where you like, you want to like, <laughs> you want to like, you like, did I put a mask in my pocket? Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I need to put this on. <laughs> I got to get, I got to get the stepping, and in addition to that, I'm gonna have to think of new stage names so that's I can show hilarious. my face back. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, because I, I remember hilarious. what I was. I remember what I was wearing. I remember the shoes I had on. I remember the outfit I had on. I remember what, what? I remember what I ate right before. I remember the I remember no. the temperature of the seat because I was a kid. I remember the temperature of the seat on the trolley when I sat down. I remember the faces of the people in the seats across from me on the subway. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, I remember what it felt like holding the micro cassette in my hand and going, why am I pressing this play button? <laughs> that do so that never, so that, so that never, that never wow. stopped. The, the, the reason I, I asked you about that is because before I was, I uh, was going to do this, I was telling somebody, I said, I got to go. I got to uh, uh, interview uh, a comic. I call them chats, not interviews, to be honest with you, because we're just talking. And they were and they were talking about um yeah man you know and and they were somebody had just found the the Tiffany Haddish um yeah. video and I'm going you're just finding out about this <laughs> like too late <laughs> it's like it's really and did you did you know that Donald Trump was president did you know that did you notice that, that? right because <laughs> like, that was new, that was New Year's Eve that was the New Year's Eve show she did yeah and then, and, then, and they were they were asking they were asking me about it and and um and the person was not was being kind of harsh. And I, and I was trying to explain. I said, no matter how good you get, you will have bad sets. The only problem was that she had a bad set and somebody was recording it. You right. Know, if there was social media... Yeah, you know, we talked about that. We talked about that on Funny Bits. And I was like, yeah, half of these people talking about this are not even close to her, her caliber. Mm-hmm. The thing that I... Here's, here's what I think happened because she is at the height like she is at the peak right now Mm -hmm. of her career like she's everywhere and I think what happens is is that there's such an expectation for her to be just phenomenal and when that didn't happen it didn't like it wasn't that she was horrible that's just that I think there's a lot of pressure to then maintain that that status mm-hmm. and you know she's coming off of I mean you know Girls Trip was amazing she's got the Groupon commercials she had two movies came out back to back like a lot of stuff um, Summer School whatever that movie Night School with Kevin Hart and then there was another one right there and it's like that's a lot of pressure and um, so I was defending her because I said it's not her fault it's like I, I, like the audience is like okay where's the point like I don't know what people expect but you know it's not like they're watching a movie or something mm-hmm. it's live and she might have been trying new stuff or uh, you know anything but I think 
they said though during the video at one point she was like oh well did she say like that thing okay that stuff didn't work let me mm-hmm. let me um move on or something like that mm-hmm. and they weren't having it they they were like no no but i you know the woman is phenomenal period the funny thing about the whole the funny thing when i watch the whole thing i'm watching and i'm going you can tell when you have an audience of hardcores, you know, because uh-huh. if you let's be honest, watch watch uh, old Bill Cosby sets, not the ones that he put out. On, I'm like 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 sets that were if you say say you see them on um uh YouTube or something like that. Bill Cosby right. started out and always started out slowly, and he kind of built and built yeah. and built. He didn't walk out. Hey, you guys doing everybody? He never did that. That's not his thing. Right. You no, know? never and. Seinfeld's the same way. They come and they build slowly. Carlin's the same way. They build slowly. So you have an audience of people that over the course of time have learned what this person does and right. respect this person so much that they'll wait and let this person build something. Louis C.K., I'm bringing up people that you know have other problems, but you know, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Right. But but they, they were able to build. And with her... We already, you already know she's good. She was good a long time ago. Go back and watch the tapes. Yeah. So it's not like she doesn't know yeah. what she's doing. But I think a lot of times you get a bunch of people because you're everywhere and you're just knocking the world's ass out. You got, mm-hmm. let's be honest. It, it's, all you need in 3,000 people is all you need is about a couple hundred haters. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who, if there's a little right. bit of a lull, will take that up. Remember that it was a guy that literally ran up to the stage with a mic, well, I mean, with a, with a phone and was like, hey, yeah, she ain't nothing. Dead, dead, dead. You know, and uh, I think that's it was crazy. That's insane. He tried to clout chase, and uh, he got attention, but it was attention that he didn't want because he keep forgetting she has millions of fans. Stupid, and uh, right, <laughs> right. They let it be known that they weren't exactly fans of what he was doing. But uh, yeah, yeah, but but I mean, everybody bombs. You know, uh, yeah. it, it didn't change anything about how I felt about it. And that wasn't a real bomb. It just wasn't what it she really expected. Wasn't. Yeah, it was that's just what, like, I was just yeah. like, come on, yeah. And, Anybody? It was real ridiculous. Yeah, comics know what a real bomb looks like and what it feels like, and that wasn't it. <laughs> okay. No, that was not it. And I was like, y'all just, yeah, all the haters came out of the woodwork. It's like, come on, y'all just waiting for somebody to just fail. <laughs> Damn right. You're just waiting for that, and that's that. So you, uh, you finished taping the funny bits tonight. What's on tap? What's up next? What's I'm up actually, next? I'm, I'm parked. And I am getting ready to go into an open mic. <laughs> okay, cool. Now, what I want to do before you go, because I, because uh, I want to, before you go, um, sure, hit everybody up with your info. I'm going to link your stuff on in the notes anyway. But uh, tell everybody where they can see you, where they can find you, and I'm going to link up your your, sure. your web page and funny bits and everything like that. Awesome, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm on um, I'm on all social media platforms under Latif Comedy. L-A-T-I-C-E comedy my website is latifcomedy.com so all my dates are on there I actually had some really cool news on the way to um, do Funny Bits tonight um, I will be opening for Bob Saget on March 23rd so that's a thing nice. I'm like, super excited about this and like, well you should nice uh, yeah. congratulations thank you so you're like I'm you're the, the third person that knows about this. I haven't, I am still kind of in shock, but, um, yeah, it's going to be an amazing night. Uh, so 
that's going to be, like, it, there's already, there's going to be over, like, 600 people there, mm-hmm. so I'm just like, okay, one of the largest audiences that I've ever performed in front of, that's going to be awesome, but it's going to be right in Cherry Hill at the um, Catch JCC, so uh, it's literally around the corner from my house. Well, well, <laughs> well, you know you're ready, and you're going to do your thing. <laughs> Yeah, and I want to thank you very, very much for coming on. I appreciate it. Go, uh, go knock him dead when you work on the new stuff tonight. I noticed what you're going to be yeah. doing. And of course, uh, uh, I just want to say thank you to you and also to the other 50 Latices that are out there someplace simultaneously. Uh, <laughs> thank you to you guys as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, man. Right, you're take, great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, folks, thank you, thank you, thank you. You enjoyed yourself, didn't you? And that reference I made at the beginning of the show makes more sense now, doesn't it? After you heard that, you're probably going, you know what? I think she has the ability to be in 1,700 places at once. And I, I think you're right. I think, you know, oh, my goodness, there's 500 of her here right now. How'd she do that? <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the show. We enjoyed recording it. Thank you very, very much. Much love to you all, and I'll see you next time.